This episode is brought to you by our patrons. As a Lifestyle Influencer patron, you get to watch the episodes of each podcast. You also get a collectible season sticker with other exclusive downloads. Join now at patreon.com forward slash Christian Influencer Inspired. Welcome to Christian Influencer Inspired Podcast, a podcast about lifestyle influence with Zona Garrett and Mindy Hansen. Hey, everybody. I am Mindy Hansen. I'm a homeschooling mom to three wonderful children. I'm going back to school to become a registered nurse. I love being creative in all areas of my life, experimenting with flavors and my gluten and dairy-free kitchen, and being crunchy. And I'm Zona Garrett. I'm a personal and professional coach with ChristianInfluencerInspired.com, who, along with my team, has helped hundreds of individuals and entrepreneurs live and work in alignment with their God-given areas of influence. I am also the co-founder of an anti-trafficking nonprofit called Brave Freedom, a veteran podcaster heard on the Persons with Lived Experience podcast, or in conferences across the United States. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, today's episode, where we're going to be discussing boundaries. Woo! It's going to be a fun ride. <laughs> uh, so uh, our first boundary is going to be the one that is in the very center, the most important of all the boundaries, and that's where it's you and Jesus. Yes. So this one is probably the one that at first I was kind of confused about because like I knew God kind of knit us together. It talks about that in the Bible, all of those things. But until I understood um, there's like a thing called the Jahari window Mm -hmm. and it talks about how there are things about you that you know, and everybody knows, right? Yeah. And that's one of the pains of the window. There's four pains in the next pain. It's stuff that, you know, and only you know, which is you and Jesus, right? Yep. And then there are things that other people know about you that you don't necessarily know, right? You don't realize it, right? Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, like, it might be the pl- as plain as the nose on your face, but for whatever reason, you're, like, oblivious to it. Yeah, yeah. Blind spots, right? Blind spots. <laughs> right, you gotta love them. And the last section of that window is where you have um, the things that only God knows about you. Okay. Right? So when you think about the closest boundary being you and Jesus, Mm -hmm. that's because Jesus knows more about you than you do. Yeah, he does. And sometimes we forget that. Yeah, it's, it's really easy to forget um so in that regard that was one of the things that I had kind of been really surprised about until I had gone on a journey where I started asking God what do you want me to know about you and what do you want me to know about me every day yeah that's interesting I haven't thought about that one yeah um so I found out a lot of things I struggled with a lot of things because some of the things that Jesus told me about me did not line up with what I had grown up thinking. Yeah. With what I had been told about myself. Um, It challenged my perception of even like events, how things happened, you know, what that meant for my life, like all of those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And it caused me to have to reconfigure some boundaries. Yeah. 
which is always fun. Right? So <sighs> Yes. So one of the things like for me, um, I had had this um, vision. I don't know that it's actually a vision, but essentially it was this like, like a dream, but while I was awake, okay, that I had been given. And it was a a vision of my heart, but it wasn't like, you know, the Valentine's Day hearts. Right. It It was was a true heart. Yeah, like an anatomically correct heart, and it was white. And at the time, I did not understand that when your heart doesn't have blood in it, it is white. Yes. (laughs) Like the organ of your heart is white, okay? Yeah. So, of course, I didn't understand this. This made no sense to me. But in the dream, that's what I saw. And on my heart, I saw all of these, like, words and Mm -hmm. phrases, okay? So... If you did anybody, okay, let me know in in the comments or whatever, like the description, whatever, however you need to at, answer this, because I'm really curious. Did any of you grow up with those old fashioned Bibles that when a girl got married, she got like a Bible plate that went over the name? Like, did you guys get personalized Bibles when you were a kid? Like, we were never in church, but I had a Bible from Precious right. Moments with my name on it, right? And then when girls got married, they would get this like little metal like plate like glued over your maiden name with your married name. And sometimes they would have like a, it's almost like a post that would go into like the leather of your cup or whatever um, on either end, right? So in the vision of my heart, going back to, you know, the beginning of where this started, um, I saw these like nameplates that had been like glued over other words Mm. on my heart okay i saw places where it was like notebook paper like when you're a kid and you get the lined notebook paper where somebody had just written something on that paper and like taped it yeah over my heart i saw places where there were words that had been carved like almost like victorian carving like super ornate woodwork, but in my heart and somebody had just like taken like a, like a pocket knife to it to try to like scrape the word out. Yeah. And like, this was like all over, right? So I'm seeing my heart and it's kind of spinning and I'm seeing all these different pictures Mm -hmm. of it. And I saw places where people had taken like words that they didn't like about me and words that I didn't like about me, like things that described me that I was like, oh my gosh, I am too much, you know? Yeah. And they had just like taken Sharpie and like crossed it out and like written something else around it. Okay. So as the Lord is showing me my heart, I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks horrendously terrible. Okay. So I have these weird Bible nameplate things like hanging half off and it looks yeah. like a um like a sci-fi movie <laughs> of an anatomically correct heart that's perfectly white yeah. and all of a sudden i just saw jesus go like this across the whole thing and it took off everything that had been stuck on me everything that had been um crossed out everything that was like trying to be covered up by yeah. something else, whether that was like notebook paper or one of the nameplates or something like that. And the Lord was like, who I have made you to be is irrevocable, even if you don't like it about yourself. 
but especially wow. if others don't like yeah. it about I bought. <laughs> oh, I bet. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> so I say that to say, like, in that space, in that boundary where it's Jesus and me, he was able to give me insight into those things so that I could redraw some of those boundaries for myself. But I had to come to terms with maybe there were things about me that he put there intentionally that even if I didn't like about myself, they're there and they're irrevocable and it's who I am. Yeah. And, you know, to kind of stop being at war with myself about those things. Does that make sense? No, it definitely makes sense. No, because he, he created us. He made us to be who we're supposed to be. And he made us to fill a purpose and to fit into certain places where nobody else can fit. Yeah. So it, it, it was a, definitely an interesting journey um yeah obviously i don't expect yours to be that dramatic but <laughs> um do you have like one where you kind of realized that uh jesus was in there in the middle too no matter what else was going on i'm not i can't think of anything right now that's all right i'm sure it'll come to you later probably <laughs> so the the next one that we have uh, so then we have the household and close friends, so like immediate family and your closest friends. Yep. One of the things that was really surprising about this level is I didn't realize how small this level really is. Right. Because um, if you think about it, like, I mean, for you, like you have yours, like, you know, who's your household. Yeah. You know, and you have other people that you love. Right. But, like, your household is your priority. Yes. As as they should be. I'm not, I'm right. not like, complaining about that. I'm saying, like, rightfully so, you know it's more important for those in your household to have your time, to have your energy, to have your focus, right. to have your emotions. Yes. Et yes, <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, but you've also seen... I'm sure where people that should not have been included in that level in your family, maybe, or even friends. Yeah. Kind of crouched in there and overstepped boundaries. Oh yeah. I think this is an area that I've been working on. Well, the Lord and I have been working on, I think, uh, because uh, growing up, it wasn't, there wasn't really the the boundaries and things like that. There was always somebody going in and out. It was, um, uh, we had that saying, like, um, it, it's family, right? Meaning that family is most important, even if it's not your immediate family, right? Um, you know, my mom would drop everything and run to help her mom or stuff like that, you know? Stepdad was the same way. Um, but, you know, you, get, you just get so used to people going in and out of those close personal boundaries and not really learning those boundaries, right? That when I got married, I think even for my husband, it, it's a complete learning process of, okay, you're transitioning who's in that inner circle. So it's no longer your parents anymore. And you're transitioning them outward when 
we were both very close to our mothers uh, for the for what our late teenage years, early adult years. It was just us and our mothers, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, and it's not hard. It's hard for everybody, right? It was even hard for our mothers to be like, okay, now we have to step out. Mm-hmm. Um, and with my mother, I ended up kind of having to push her out. <laughs> you know, like, all right, you've overstayed your welcome here. Like, you need to Mine go. Too. <laughs> so yeah just kind of learning that and then you know the lord really just showing me that you know these boundaries are important and it is important that who's in that close boundary and you know um i think that's part of the reason too why my husband and i struggled in the beginning and stuff is because we really struggled moving our moms out because those you know those we were lifelines for each other right um but then you know the more that we've moved people out and kind of moved them where they belong i think our bond has gotten a lot stronger true yeah well i think even sometimes like i'm not saying you always have to get rid of your best friend but i think right you know even even for us like it's right for me to be moved out a rung yeah And, you know, like, I shouldn't be in the place that should be just, you know, you and your spouse. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing, too, was we were so close when I met him that, you know, we kind of filled that for each other in a way. Yep. You know, we were dependent on Mm -hmm. each other again and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, still independent, but still, you know we did a lot of stuff together that, you know, we kind of filled those roles for each other. So then it was, you know, now we have to let somebody else in there. (laughs) Right. And I love him dearly. So I'm glad that he's there. Right. (laughs) Uh, But I I think that's a hard transition. And sometimes that can be really uh, a struggle in the first year or two of marriage. Yeah. Um, Just in, getting used to the other person at that Mm -hmm. level of intimacy where, Oh, you're not going home anymore. Right. (laughs) You're staying here. Right. You have to see me cry. You have to see me when I'm angry. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and putting together all the pieces of those too, you know, what, what is your household going to be? What are your family traditions going to be? Um, I, I saw this really great video that talked a lot about, um, when you move out of your parents' house, you become your own family, right? Yes. And for me, that has been really difficult because I'm single and I transition a lot and, having to adjust that to mean, okay, so I am my family, mm-hmm. not, not saying all of my family. I'm saying, I love my family. I'm not talking anything negative. Right. What I'm saying is like, I have to decide, even though I'm single, how am I going to handle the holidays? Yeah. What are going to, the traditions going to be that I hold around special events, mm-hmm. special occasions, those sort of things. And you have to do that in a marriage too. Yes. You know, But I think a lot of the time, you know, until we get married, we don't think of it in that regard. So you kind of become an add-on to everything else. 
or to mm -hmm. what anybody else's priority is in those situations. So a lot of times for me, I would pick up work because I would get guilt tripped into the, well, if you don't work, then we can't be with our family. Oh, no. And I did that for years till finally I was like, I don't care if I'm the only family I have. I'm spending that holiday with my family and I'm taking the time off that is yeah. owed me. Right. You deserve it too. But yeah, I think we do that a lot as a society, you know, you're mm -hmm. single, you don't have kids, so you take it so that I can spend it with my family. Yep. Like my family is more important, but single people still need the break just the same. And they're their own family. Yep. Um, should we, all right. So when we come back, we're going to go and give some love to our sponsors. But when we come back, we're going to talk about our next few circles. And then we're also going to have our lifestyle to influence moment. And Yay. we'll see you guys back in a few. As Mindy and I have worked to support gluten, nut, and dairy-free recipes, Thrive Market has been a blessing. If you sign up, you can get your specialty items right to your door and get up to $60 in free groceries in your first box. You have to grab the link in our link tree today and you'll find the same amazing finds and direct to your door service that we did. We are so excited to bring you some superior iced tea blends from Adagio Teas. Discover the superior taste and aroma of farm fresh teas. Whether they're loose, bagged, or iced, you can enjoy hundreds of artisan tea varieties and imaginative tea brewing accessories. And if you click the link in our bio, you get free shipping with any order over $49. Do you need a great local or online place to pick up the perfect Christian gifts, such as personalized books, journals, Bibles for littles, or maybe games for the family, or even calendars for back to school? As we get ready for back to school and eventually Christmas, check out Books a Million on our link tree. I've been part of the Millionaires Club since 2021, and I always get complimented on my gift finds from Books a Million. Thank you so much for supporting our sponsors. We couldn't do this without you or them. Check out their links in the show notes, or they're always available on our website, christianinfluencerinspired.com. And don't forget to subscribe and like the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and please share with a friend. Okay, so we are back. We're going to talk about the next circle in our boundaries. So what's the next one, Mindy? So the next one is where our extended family and all those extra friends go, our best friends, our closest friends. That one's a little, I don't know, sometimes I feel they get lost out there. <laughs> right. You know, I'm not good at contacting a lot of people. Uh, my husband is much better at that than me. <laughs> um, sometimes I just get too inner focused, a little too egocentric. Well, maybe not egocentric, but, you know, I get so focused on my immediate family um, mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes you forget there's more people out there. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think just have done a good job moving, like, those close, close family members into that yeah. circle. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's been a lot of rearranging in the last year of some of that stuff. Um, 
I think it's hard because, like, my dad would be in that circle, and he lives, you know, 2,000 miles away now back in Iowa, and so we just don't get that contact that we used to get, Mm -hmm. and so that can be hard. I'm sure that's hard on him because he doesn't get to see his grandkids as much, and we don't always talk to them as much, Um, Mm -hmm. and we haven't really been back in – usually we were going back every three to four months, and we just haven't been back. You know, so that's been hard, but I've been able to, like, move my grandma back into that one, Um, you know, because she's closer to us again now. And um, I, my sisters have come and gone from that circle for a while, and they're back out. So, (laughs) you know, uh, and then, you know, like, some of the, those other friends that aren't as close, well, I'm making new friends, so there's not really any in there right now. (laughs) So it's more like... um, probably my my friends from kickboxing that I'm making well of course you you know (laughs) I see you a lot more though so you're a little bit you're in between (laughs) true (laughs) but yeah I think sometimes that Mm -hmm. one can get a little bit harder Mm -hmm. well and I think too because so many of us move now Right. So I think, you know, our grandparents generation, they were born and raised somewhere. They stayed in the same vicinity. Most of them lived within five miles of wherever they were born. And then you get to our parents generation and they moved a lot more, you know, so maybe they moved or they were still within like a hundred miles of where they were initially born. But now it's really common for people to just pick up and move away from all of their extended family, all the people they grew up with, everything like that, which is my case, which is also your case. (laughs) Yeah, but I at least moved with my family. (laughs) True, yes. (laughs) And family was down here. That makes it nice, too. You know, I didn't, like, move where I didn't know anybody. More like what you did. You know, you might have known one or two people had some acquaintances, but, you know, Mm -hmm. you kind of picked up and just moved by yourself which yeah most of the times that I've moved though that's been my experience that was what it was like when I moved to Washington um when I went down to Guatemala I didn't know anybody yeah Um, moving to the Carolinas I didn't know anybody um moving to Florida was surprisingly a little bit easier because (laughs) I actually had people I knew within a couple hours of me Right. And I was like, these people are going to be my lifeline. This is right. Great. <laughs> um, um, but I, I think it's harder, too, uh, because when our grandparents, their generation, the generation after them, or like our great grandparents, grandparents, they all wrote. Right. They all use snail mail. They all stayed in contact through writing and all that stuff. We you know, elementary years, middle school, definitely middle school, high school started with the email, the IMs and all the chats, then all the social media and all that stuff. So, um, and I'm not sure that I know my grandma really tried to instill this in me. And I know maybe 50% of our generation had that letter writing instilled in them, you know, (laughs) but not all of us did. And you know, it's totally dropped off with our kids, right? And the generations that have come up, come after us, I know I haven't done the best with that. So I think that makes it harder too. You know, we're like, oh, you're just a phone call away. You're just a text away. 
and you know it gets to be three four months it's like oh i probably need to contact them yeah Right. So, too, like we put things on social media and we forget it's not just our closest friends. Yeah. That are on social media. Right. So the next one after extended friends, uh, we have acquaintances. Yeah. Which includes like work acquaintances, social acquaintances. Like you have people that are in your life because of your kids being in activities. Yes. For better or worse, they are a part of you now. Yes, they are. <laughs> Not saying anything negative about them. Um, we love them. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think a lot of times as adults, because it's so hard to make friends yeah. If you aren't working with somebody or if you're not forced to be around another parent that's like um, in the same, like their kids are in the same activities that your kids are. Yeah. Um, there just seems to not be a whole lot of time outside of that to just be like, let's shoot the breeze and, you know, right. hang out all night. And well, yeah. And especially with homeschooling, like we're pretty much home. And when we try to go out, it's not like there's always the same people at the park or the same people at the splash pad or the same people wherever you go. Right. So mm -hmm. you you don't have that routine of, you know, we're here at the same time as this person and we've seen each other 10 times. So why not say hi? Right. You know? <laughs> so, you know, they just kind of stay acquaintances. Right. Which I'm not saying that's bad either. Sometimes right. I think like, I know I had a group of people that I worked with that I knew didn't always share the values that I had, you know, mm -hmm. and they would go out and they would go and have a beer or something like that, which I'm not speaking negatively about that either. Um, but I was very much involved in family life and life on the farm and all those things that that looked up, looked like and the things on a homestead and building those things together doesn't always leave the same space to be like, why, yes, I can go and hang out at the bar for four hours or right. um, something like that. Plus, you know, when you work an hour away and you have a two hour commute every day, you're like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm finished>. Time, to <laughs> Time to go home uh, so that I can get up again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, um, and then do you want to talk about our last boundary? Yeah. And then the last boundary is everybody else that you'll come in contact with. Right. Yes. So that's the actual boundary that Facebook is in. That what's in? It, Facebook, like your social oh, yeah. media. Yeah. Like, unless you are diligent about making sure that you unfriend everybody that's outside of those extended friends slash right. acquaintances, which let's be honest, none of us really are that good at that. No, the actual audience of our Facebook is the everyone else level audience. And that should be the level of things we're sharing. Pretty much. It's probably why I'm not on it as much anymore. <laughs> That's true. Well, and it, what it does is it gives people this false sense of closeness, right? So let's say you're sharing something that's an achievement that you made. And you're like, I, you know, just got this promotion at work or whatever. And people right. are excited for you, but 
they know a nugget about you. Right. They don't know the actual circumstance around that for your life, if that makes any sense. So I think we know people largely in highlights. Right. Of moments instead of knowing the ins and outs and ups and downs and walking through the tough times together. Mm -hmm. And that kind of leads me to one of my very interesting parts about boundary, which you and I have both learned the hard way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to say it? Um, saying no. And that no is a sentence. It's just say no and leave it. Yes. And as reformed people pleasers yes. and actively uh, people that are working towards, you know, those healthy boundaries and secure attachments and keeping mm. people in the right space, um, especially I feel like for women, I'm not saying it's exclusively for women. Right. But especially for women, it feels More like women. we almost have to justify saying no. Right. <laughs> I'm Which still bad. Really heavy. Right. Cause then you have to like weigh the emotional response that they're going to have. And sometimes yeah. it's easier to say yes and take on something else that you can't do because you can't handle like their disappointment or their yeah. like sadness or their expectations or do you feel me? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I think, I think for me, sometimes I get worried that they're going to be mad or angry and so sometimes it's just like, I just, I don't want to deal with your possible reaction. And so it's just easier to be like, well, I'll do that. But, you know, I have to get better at prioritizing. And I've really had to get better at that lately. Yeah. <laughs> so, but even though I'll say no, like, it's still hard to not be like, well, I can't do this because, you know, I want you to understand why. So then maybe you won't get upset. Maybe you won't get mad. Maybe you won't, you know, you'll be like, okay, I understand. And it'll go much smoother, right? Because you're just trying right. to. <laughs> and I really hate conflict to begin with. So <laughs> I know you know that. So yeah. it's like, it makes it harder too. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's one of those, it's one of those pieces that really, when you don't learn how to disagree well. Yes. From a young age. Yeah. It feels more extreme. And especially when you're made to be the emotional balance for someone else's feelings, whether that's a parent, you know, caregiver, uh, friends, extended family, oh, yeah. you know, then all of a sudden you're managing their emotions and their reactions, mm -hmm. but we're focused on living authentically to who Jesus has created us to be. Yes. And saying no to those things that do not align with what he has uh, for us to do. Yeah. And do you want to talk about our lifestyle to influence moment? Oh, uh, <laughs> I can't. Uh, so our lifestyle to influence moment. Uh, we talk about building a lifestyle of love, identity, flow, and encountering God to create change in our sphere of influence. Having people in the right circle gives you the capacity for your priorities to have the energy they deserve. Yes. So for you right now, I mean, for your kids to have the energy they deserve, you're having to say no to almost everything else. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, well, and sometimes I feel bad because they even get told no on quite a bit of things right now because of classes and, you know, right now those have to take a little bit more priority. <laughs> right. But well, and I know this semester is a short one, which means it's all way more intense because usually yeah. don't they say it's like two hours a week outside of class for every credit hour that you're in class. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. But that's doubled while you're in the like type of semester. Of time. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> looking forward to the end of the semester. Oh, so I so am. I think my kids are too. <laughs> yes. So one of the things that I wanted to challenge you guys about with boundaries, and this was something that I really had to learn the hard way. And I was thinking about doing kind of um, some teaching on boundaries for this reason. Um, mm. I want you to stop for a minute and kind of clear your mind. And I want you to picture this. Okay. Are you ready? We're ready. Okay. Think about one person who is in the wrong circle and what circle should they be in instead? Okay, did you have a picture of somebody? Uh, I don't it's know. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, so the challenge is to actually move them to the circle they're supposed to be in. Okay. Now, this is the part that surprised me. You do not have to have a whole conversation with that person that they're being moved right. to a different circle. It's totally okay. Yeah. It does mean you can adjust how much energy they get, how much attention they get, those sort of things. And that's totally appropriate. But I, I was surprised that there were people that I thought were closer to me that really were acquaintances. Oh, wow. Um, and when I started actually auditing those people and what that looked like, my circle did get smaller, but I, I, I tend to be extroverted. I tend to like, my circle tends to be about 30 people. Okay. Because I am extroverted and I don't have a family and those types of things. Right. Um, so when I get busy, I would say my circle goes down to about 15. Sounds about right. Yeah. So I'm giving you guys the challenge to mm -hmm. actually move that person in your head and not feel guilty if you can't get back to them right away, not feel guilty if you can't text them right away, um, yep. to not feel sad that they're not <laughs> in yeah. that closer circle. Um, because what we're talking about is being intentional with our energy, being intentional with our time mm -hmm. and living from a place of the influence that God has given you. And that means you have to make space. If you're a power strip, sometimes you have to unplug those things that really aren't um, being used. Like I never steam my clothes. It would make no sense for me to have a steamer plugged in all the time. Right. Right. You know, now my hot water pot that's my, um, for my coffee, I use that every single day. 
I'm going to leave that one plugged in. Right. Well, you have people that are like that. And then you have people that are just pulling energy, but they aren't actually giving you anything back. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I had to do that at the beginning of summer. There was somebody that I had gotten really super close to really super quick and everything was great. And it was great to have this person and to do these things, but you know, over the course of six, seven, eight months, you know, it really started to take a toll, you know? And um, so, yeah, I had to just kind of stop texting all the time, just kind of replied when I could to different things and um, just kind of set those boundaries without being like, hey, I got to let you go or, hey, you know, we're, we're not going to be this close anymore, you know, like just – you just do it. Yep. <laughs> and it can be hard, but you know, it's really changed a lot of things and I think helped moving that person out. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not hard. No, it's hard, but <laughs> <laughs> so um was there anything that I missed that you wanted to talk about with boundaries? No, I don't think so. I think you got it. Okay. We are going to be continuing to talk about healthy attachments. Uh, we are going to be talking about those levels of boundaries, you know, as we're growing together in Christ. And even I think, you know, we're drawing on some of those things from some of the books that we read in July. Now, some of the books we're reading in August, um, how important these pieces all kind of work together for us to be yeah. situated for the growth and the impact that comes from living in a place of purpose and influence. You can see all the video episodes when you become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash Christian influencer inspired. And on tomorrow's episode, we will be talking about healthy bonding. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye, guys.